Welcome to episode number 32, Line Eye Basketball Podcast. I'm not looking into the camera, just, just to let you know on the YouTube version. There will be a YouTube version of this. I don't know if it's going to be clipped or if it's going to be uh, like the full version because, you know, the whole... We figured our voices weren't enough, so you need to see our faces. Well, apparently. we got to reach our audience in a different way. Right. And the right. season's... <clears throat> whoa. And the season's about to start. So I figured we'd do that. But let me just say this a few times, uh, a few things to say. Number one, Twitter, at Podcast Line. You can follow us there. The tweets are going to be so legit that it's you're just you're going to be like, I need to put notifications on. So that's that's a thing. You have been tweeting more. I'm proud of you. Well, you know, I'm getting scoops before Rothstein. It's a whole big thing. <laughs> uh, six minutes, by the way. I got that before him, but it was a guess, I think. Or was it? You'll never know. Process um, of elimination, maybe. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I'm not it looks like we knew that. before Rostein. That's all I know. We did. I think we did. Uh, YouTube, you can look up Illini Basketball Podcast. We're going to have videos there, some live streams there just for fun. I'm sure no one's actually going to come watch those because they don't know who we are, but we're going to test the waters. But on they're going to be on there for you in case you want They to. are going to be on there. And Facebook, we have a Facebook, facebook.com slash Illini Basketball Podcast. We got like 69 likes last time i looked which is a very nice thing to do 74 followers so why do people follow a Facebook page but not like the page like there's five people who have followed but not like what do we do first of all why does facebook have why does facebook have both i don't know i don't know we're gonna talk Illini basketball or what in a second we've had a lot of changes a new logo as well oh Uh, yeah new logo very sharp great sharp ethan had designed that himself Uh, well i wouldn't go that far well, kind of. If you look at the templatable options and you go with it. But, uh, all right, let's do this. I know you're mad about Bryce Hopkins, and we'll hop into that. Uh, you chose Kentucky, which I think we all knew was going to happen. Obviously. I, I, what I have written down is obviously he chooses Kentucky because this was done before he even made uh, a decision. Um, something to do with Mo Khan, uh, his AAU team gets paid f- by Kentucky. I don't really know how these things work. Um, but yeah, see you later. Bryce Hopkins isn't coming. Um, so Illinois still only has one recruit for the class of 2021. The word on the streets is Luke Goody will be signing officially with the Illini Monday, November 16th. So we will have one guy on the books officially, which is, uh, is better than not having anybody, I guess. It's all we got. So. He's yeah. all we got. It's all we got. But uh, there are some uh, some offers that got made to some guys in the class of 2021. Um, one guy he's getting a lot of uh, offers lately is Mustafa Amzil. Um, he's six foot ten, two hundred fifteen, fifteen pound, small forward, three star from First Love Academy in Washington, PA. Don't believe that's where he's originally from, but. Uh, they say that he's one of the hottest recruits, um, according to Jake Lieberman. At Jake Lieberman, too, um, I believe the kid is a sophomore in high school, and he apparently knows his stuff, but that's that's what he's sure. been saying. Um, right now, he has 11 offers. Uh, some of those include Dayton, DePaul, Georgia Tech, Maryland, Florida, Indiana, K-State, and he does have offers from Kansas, Kentucky, and North Carolina, so um, pretty – pretty big schools that he is getting looks from. <clears throat> he had a Zoom call with Illini the other day. Ryan Evan tweeted out that uh, 
Mustafa said in the meeting, a quote, was a great, great meeting, Coach Underwood and the whole staff. Also, a fun fact, Chin Coleman played pro ball in his hometown. So That's going to really, whew. That, that maybe watch him growing up. I don't know. I'm guessing that Shane Coleman played way before this guy was born. But yeah. um, Illinois also, also offered uh, R.J. Ramses Melendez. He's a 6'7", 195-pound small forward, three-star from Central Point Christian in Kissimmee, Florida. He has 19 other offers. Uh, some of those are – these names just sound the same all the time, I guess. DePaul, <laughs> Dayton, Florida, Georgia, Iowa State. Uh, Villanova, LSU, and Nebraska are a few of them. And there is word that he might have played with Curbelo in the under-17 Puerto Rico team. Um, so maybe some connections there. Uh, Illinois did hold a Zoom call with Mac Etienne. I know Ethan doesn't think we're going to get him because we keep talking about him, but Illinois staying in contact with He's them. not coming. And then uh, Ty Ty Washington, he might. Who, who I think everybody wants now, just because his name's so cool. Um, he's visiting the Illinois campus today, actually, um, for a self-guided visit. Uh, the line I have been pushing very hard for him now. Um, he is a top 25 guard. And Ty Ty said that the line I have been super active in his recruiting. So uh, making a push for him. They, they need somebody. I don't think they need guards, but you know what? More well, guards, I guess, is okay. Who from this team is actually going to be there next year that's a guard other than Curbelo? No uh, sure. Miller's gone. See, so yeah, one and you done. I think Miller's one done. Yeah. What if he doesn't? What if we don't have a season? We're going to have a season. Okay. All right. Zero percent chance we don't now. That being said, we'll get into this later, but it's quite a mess right now. So there's, you know. Gives us content. Uh, who's Isaac McNeely? Isaac McNeely is a class of 22. Too many uh, guys. Six foot four. I, you know, I didn't even put them all on there because I knew you'd say something like that. <laughs> six foot four, 175 pound shooting guard. Uh, he's a four star from Polka, West Virginia. And he's 94 nationally. He has 19 offers, including Virginia, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Creighton, Indiana, Iowa, K-State, Louisville, Maryland, Ohio State. And I have Louisville on there again, so they must have <laughs> offered him twice. But um, – and then, and then, man, I really didn't update this very well. Uh, Futurecast has three guys saying that he's going to go to Virginia. He actually does not have an offer from Virginia yet, but it's his top school that he wants to go to. So um, there are comparisons to Tyler Hero, which uh, – we all know how well he's playing right now in the NBA. Well, not right now, but did. Yeah. Um, is every recruit a guard? Uh, right now? Every single recruit that we've ever talked about, other than this Mustafa fellow, is a, is a guard. Or, I mean, is there really – is there really anything other than guards and centers these days? I mean, all big guys can handle the ball, you know. Bryce Hopkins was a power forward, but anywho. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I just threw this kid in here. Uh, class of 25, Markel <laughs> Austin. I believe that makes him an eighth grader this year. Um, he's a 6'1 point guard for the New York Gauchos, and uh, he's already drawing comparisons to Kimba Walker. 
He's going to be too tall by the time he gets to college to be like yeah. Kimball Walker. Yeah, but so anyways, I just want to throw him out there because, you know, throwing offers out at kids at that age just mind boggles me. But Well, hey. I think he's going to be more like LeBron when he comes to Illinois in 2025. And can't wait. I think there will be a point where we get, you know, you can go to the NBA at high school again. I think that's coming. True. It basically already is if you look kind at of with the, the G League, yeah, right? which is anyways. so annoying. I mean, who cares about the G League? I'd rather play college basketball, but I guess there's the whole money thing. Uh, so already some great news after the first practice. I mean, what what a start! <laughs> this is gonna, this is a yeah. Good sign. So I think the first practice was three days after our last podcast, fourteenth or the fifteenth or something like that. When was our last podcast? The twelfth. So we're coming more consistent, guys. We're getting back know. into the season. But anyways, last um, podcast was October like second. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Austin Hutcherson and uh, or my boy Bossman Verdonk uh, are supposedly hurt somewhat. Um, Hutcherson's been having some back back issues, and Benjamin Bosman Verdonk is having a flare up on his foot that he injured last year. So hopefully they get that stuff figured out, and uh, we'll will be fully healthy. Um, I think they're going to need everybody this year. They are, yeah. Uh, especially with the way that the Big Ten is going to do things. So, we'll talk about that later. What a great conference. I mean, I'm so happy <laughs> that Illinois is in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, Underwood said after the first practice, uh, our guys are excited. Guys are bouncing off the walls. Now we can start stringing some stuff together. feels good to be back doing what we all love. Um Io they say is up to two hundred and six pounds. He came in as a freshman at one seventy. So uh, uh, Underwood talked about maybe posting him up more, maybe doing that MJ Kobe fadeaway. Um, we'll see how that works out. I don't know if that's Io's game, but well, working on that more. Let me give a quick warning to the Big Ten. You better watch the hell out, Io Desumu. He's going to dominate this conference. He's going to make Luca Garza look like me on the court. Okay, so there you go. There's your your free early warning, which, which is not very good, right? Well, elite shooting <laughs> ability, but after that, you can't really do anything else. Yeah, um, Coleman Hawkins is. I think this is great news because he's really a recruit that I feel kind of. I mean, people have talked about him, but definitely not in the aspect of Miller and Curbelo. Um, Underwood said that he is an elite shooter, great ball handler and an elite passer with good IQ and instincts and said that uh, he sees that he could see more court time earlier, which uh, is, is great news to have another freshman that is going to get to see from what it seems like quite a bit of time um, and said that he is a great st- stretch four and could possibly see him moving into the three spot. So um, Underwood said that the group of freshmen he has are way ahead of any of the other freshman classes he's ever had. So, um, a lot, a lot of good things out of the first interview from Underwood after practices. Um, so it's, it's good to, good to see, good to hear, um, the freshmen are doing well. So that appears to be encouraging. And I have seen some stuff about how Coleman Hawkins is going to be a big key guy. Uh, for them off the bench, and especially if we're going to see injuries uh, from Bosman's Verdonk, who is a bust. I mean, let's be honest. You had way too high expectations for him. Maybe he'll be healthy. We don't know at this point. And then uh, who was the other guy that was Hutcherson, right? Is he a guard? Mm-hmm. We both 
mix Hutcherson and Granderson. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think they're both threes, technically. I think Hutcherson's so, the one from New York, right? That He's uh, supposed to be the most athletic one. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully he is feeling better. I uh, haven't really heard anything more than – than what they said with the back issues uh, when they started out practices. So that was how many days ago? So two weeks. Two weeks ago. So hopefully he's better now. Um, we'll we'll let you know the more we find out. So like I said, these these should be starting. These podcasts should be starting to come sooner um, without as much gap in between. A lot less now that of, we're closer, of that. So yeah, um, Georgie. Our boy, Georgie Bishanisvili, was on uh, The Drive with Vontae and Derek Piper. And uh, they asked him what Underwood's message to the team was with all the preseason hype. And uh, can you go ahead and read that quote Georgie said? You want me to read this? I do. Why, do you want me to cuss or something? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, he said, we haven't done shit yet. Which That's what he said. Too. And. And I don't know if you saw the video uh, they shared on Twitter. They kind of freaked out, like, what should we do? Do we let it go? Do we bleep it? Uh, they, they let it go. So uh, I don't see why not. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. Um, they asked Georgie uh, how he's feeling about going into his junior season, and Georgie said that my confidence is at its highest it's ever been right now. I've been working, man, every single day, dribbling, passing, shooting. On my mental side, it's all good right now. Um, sounds – Sounds great. I hope that, you know, Georgie's game's back to where we saw as a freshman what he could do last year. Kind of had a little down year. So, I'm hoping good things for Georgie. Um, and then he was kind of stuck in Champaign during all this lockdown pandemic stuff. Um, and he started taking up woodworking. Um, and they kind of asked him about that. Uh, Georgie said that it's been amazing. I'm kind of keeping it a secret. I have a lot of stuff and products coming, so I don't know if it's stuff we're going to be able to buy. Okay. Um, he said that he didn't want to say anything yet, but once you see what I got, you guys are going to want to call me for another interview just for that. I think maybe we'll try to get Georgie once he starts announcing before Lante and Derek Piper. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I have to be okay. honest. Okay, I was I thought I'd try for the fans, you know. I hadn't seen what I could We do. have tried a lot of things recently to get – certain people on and it has not worked no. so there you go no and i'm looking at you coach underwood thank you <laughs> all right what are we on next uh preseason all americans yes uh yeah cbs sports announcing the five first is this official or just like their analysts i think it's official okay i think this is the official officialness Okay, so Jared Butler Baylor. I'm assuming he's like a junior or senior now because I remember he's been there. Um, Io DeSumo is on there, so he's uh, the other guard. Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma State, I believe, is the number one recruit this year going to Oklahoma State. Why would you go to Oklahoma State? Whatever. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? It is nice to see a mix-up every once in a while, the number one recruit not going to Duke or Kentucky. That I being agree. said, why did James Wiseman go to Memphis? Seriously, Memphis sucks. Um <laughs> Corey Kispert, Gonzaga. Gonzaga is going to be very good this year. Very good once again. Probably better than last year. And Luca Garza, everyone loves him. I don't know how we're at a point. Luca Garza is a good player, very good player. Second best player in the Big Ten behind Iowa Sumo. Thank you. Not biased at all. Obviously. Um, Might be the third behind Iowa and Kofi. Okay. That, 
That's a little, that's a little, oh, a little, little too much. Okay. Yeah. So uh, John Rothstein says this of IO and obviously Rothstein is one of the best of the best because everyone else in that space is a lunatic as far as I'm concerned. Weren't you just hating on Rothstein before we started this? I'm allowed to criticize. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure I want the fans to know that, that he, that Ethan does hold disdain against him sometimes. Despite not knowing me, Rothstein and I are on good terms. Um, He said that there's not a more complete guard in the sport. If there was an NCAA tournament last March, Desumu was set to be one of the events breakout stars and i think that goes without saying that's obvious uh, in yeah. terms of that and more rothstein here and you spelled his name wrong this time there's not an h in the first name but whatever we'll let it slide uh <laughs> he names demonte as a top 10 glue guy to watch now i didn't see rothstein's glue guy piece from last year i know seth davis who really for me seth davis is 50 50 sometimes he's a hack sometimes he's not that's fair right uh he had andres feliz as one of the top glue guys last year seth davis and i don't know if uh, if Rossi Nadman is, if he even does that, but uh, it yeah. sounds like Andres Lee's got some interest after the TBT from some NBA teams. Which, I mean, that sounds I mean, about he right. He played well. I mean, he was one of the leading scorers. Um, yeah, Underwood said they had a few calls from some NBA teams. Um, along with this glue guy thing, I feel like Frazier probably could have been in the top ten of that. I feel like he's going to be a big impact into keeping this team together. Both those seniors um, are going to play a huge role in, in keeping this very talented team together um, and, and, and working as one, um, which I feel like they'll be okay doing. Um, but, you know, you get a lot, of, a lot of good players playing on one team. You just kind of hope that, that they still share and yes. are nice to each other. NBA teams have to figure that out too. Yes. Uh, except they are paid millions and college <laughs> players are not. Uh, Kyle Boone, who I believe is CBS. I'm not 100% sure. I've never heard of him, let's be honest. Um, he's more famous than we are, though, so whatever. Uh, he predicts Illinois number one in the Big Ten and Underwood coach of the year. I think he's listening to this, trying to get on our good side or something. But I have something to say about what he says at the end here. Let's read this. Here's what he says about the Illini. There's a lot to like about the Illini. The return of DeSumo, Coburn, and Frazier, the addition of Chicago native and top 40 national recruit Adam Miller. By and large, the bones of a team that won 21 games and finished with five wins in its last six games returns in 2020, establishing them as our preseason pick to win the league. Illinois might not quite have the star power <laughs> to match Iowa and Luca Garza, I know. but his roster is deep experience that – I know that really upset you. The star power? <laughs> yeah. You're I, telling me I that Luca Garza is a big enough star that Io DeSumo next to Kofi Coburn? Does Luca okay and Adam Jordan, Miller? Yeah. I mean, Jordan Bohan is a fine guard, a good shooter. He's not Io DeSumo. Kofi Coburn is not as good as Garza, but he's close enough to where you put them together. The star power is there. Trent Frazier's been a great player senior year. They have guys like that too. Fran McCaffrey, his son, or whatever the hell his name is, whoever that kid is, a fine player, whatever. Uh, Wieskamp is good on both ends. Great. Star power? You look – okay, you're telling me you look at Iowa and they jump off the page as star power. At, yeah. Really? Okay. I don't know about that. Interesting. That's no. just a weird way to word that. I'm not – I don't appreciate that, Kyle Boone. He still predicted Illinois was going to beat him out. That's great, but what the hell is that line at the end? That seems so pointless to me. I mean, star power. I look at Iowa and I say, very good team, a top 10 team in the country. 
but I don't look at them like they have the, all these stars. Like Kentucky has a lot I of agree. stars because they're a freshman team. I Illinois agree. and Iowa both have a star player. And I'd say the second best player on those teams, Joe Wieskamp, is not as big of a star in national terms as Kofi Coburn is. I mean, seriously. I'm close. Nobody looks at Joe Wieskamp and says, oh, man, stud, top 20 player <laughs> in the country. He's not. He's not that. So Kyle Boone with some weird wording there, and I'm sure he could care less, couldn't care less what we have to say or what I have to sure, say. I'm probably never going to know that he said that. but Unless I tag him like 20 <laughs> times every there day in a tweet. Let's do which, that. You know. All right. Uh, another part of the NCAA's mess, and they're really just – Knock it out of the park. What a great job they're doing, said nobody. Uh, Orlando cancels all the tournaments. I think this is ESPN's fault, though, isn't it? Uh, I, I think it was partly ESPN. I think it was partly uh, Flor- Orlando. I know, as, I know as Florida, Florida's a free-for-all um, right now, but why, yeah. did they have to, why did they have to schedule? I think it's because year? they've planned too many, right? I mean, that's kind of <laughs> – and so they said, eh, let's not do this. Um, and, and the reason why this stinks, I don't even know if you mentioned it, but Illinois was – we've talked about it, but Illinois was likely going to play Baylor in the Jimmy V Classic down there. Um, there is reports, however, that the Jimmy V Classic and the Champions Classic may be moved to Indianapolis, which I believe Indianapolis is pretty open right now i know it's yeah. not florida open it's not illinois uh closed we'll just true. you know go with that true so um, yeah so there's still hope that we get to see that matchup um you know with illinois with their scheduling um they they need to find three or four more games maybe non-conference um, yeah they do so so hopefully that game still happens i mean illinois baylor would be amazing, and then uh, followed that by just got announced. Illinois uh, Duke is going to be Tuesday, December eighth. Um, so we talked about it earlier about how you know we were on top of that before Rostein. Yes, we were. Six uh, minutes. Look it up. He said it at four twenty three. We said it at four seventeen. We got him, and we also mentioned it because. I think Andy Katz predicted that would happen. That was luck, let's be honest, uh, yeah. like a month ago. But uh, yeah. I have inside and- people, trust me. <laughs> we got all the inside knowledge for you guys. But, yeah, Illinois at Duke um, should be an amazing matchup. Big uh, test, big test. I, you know, and it would be interesting because, you know, Duke has a pretty big advantage when you go to Cam- Cameron Indoor. But without fans, uh, things like that, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what that even looks like down there because those those students they never sit down. They are rowdy. Um, so not having fans in college basketball, I think, is going to be huge this year um, as far as home court advantage, things like that. So you know, Stephen F. Austin went in there and beat them last year. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, but I think Duke will actually show up in a game against Illinois because Illinois is a Formidable good team this year. Weird to say. But uh, let me just – so if they have the Jimmy V Classic in Indianapolis, I wonder if they keep the same date that was rumored. So you're looking at – December 2nd. December 2nd, which is a Wednesday. Then Uh you probably play a weekend game maybe or not. And then December 8th, a Tuesday, you play Duke. So you're going to be playing two top ten teams within a week. Uh, Those will be big. you got to get at least one of those. Yeah. 
who knows if they can take care of this uh, multi-team event. If that happens, that yeah. was supposed to be November 25th through the 27th. The teams will be Wright State, Ohio, and North Carolina A&T. Friday's game will move to Saturday if, if the Illinois-Ohio State football game gets flexed to Friday. Um, this should be three wins, but – as you look Definitely into the teams, should be three wins. Wright but. State won the Horizon last year. How about that? Hell of a conference there. Yeah. Uh, they lost to University of Illinois Chicago, where D. Brown is an assistant coach, I think, still there, and he obviously doesn't want to. I think he just got with a us. promotion. At well, Illinois, we would Chicago we would know about that because we would have talked about it if he would have accepted our invite. That's true. On the podcast, but still out there, yeah. still out there, D. If you ever want to come by, whenever you want to come by. We won't hold it against him uh, only because he's an Illini legend. That's right. I might hold it against Underwood until he wins us something. So just saying. Uh, So Ohio is another team. Ohio is probably the team that actually has a chance to keep it close with Illinois. Uh, They did lose key players, but they are better than Wright State and North Carolina A&T when you look at it. Uh, They're ranked number four in the MAC preview that I saw. Uh, Bowling Green and Buffalo are the teams ahead of them. And then the other team is, of course, our guy, John Gross, is Akron Zips, six squad <laughs> Akron. Why can't we play Akron? I, I'm surprised. I it would have been nice if they would have got Akron instead of Ohio. But They would have played Akron. It would have been 160 to 30. <laughs> John Gross doesn't want to come back. That's probably yeah, why. he's weak. Uh, North Carolina A&T is a team that Illinois played on December 29th, beat him 95-64. So – Shouldn't have any issues with that game. But this is a nice little, you know, warm you up for this season. Then the schedule really starts because, like, yeah. a week especially, later you're playing Baylor, then you're playing yeah, Duke. Yeah, especially likely. if Baylor-Duke happens. Um, you know, Illinois kind of had a very weak non-conference schedule the last three years, I'd yeah, say. pretty much had one um, key matchup each So, year. So it, it's nice to be able that, – that Illinois even has the opportunity to get these match, matchups. Um and hopefully it will continue into the future um, past this season. Um, we all know why they got it this year, but hopefully Illinois can keep that going. Well, also, like, so they have the three multi-team event games that should happen, hopefully. They haven't even announced that officially yet, which is confusing, but probably because their conference <laughs> have is they run announced by anything officially? Boys. I mean – Duke, that's it. Duke. No, and other than that, and I'm sure that that has nothing to do with them. I'm sure that's already scheduled through ESPN or whatever. Got to make sure that they schedule the Big Ten ACC Challenge for everything else. Oh, man, it's so important. I don't buy that. Uh, So you got those three games, and then you have Baylor. I still think the Baylor, the Jimmy V Classic game happens. I do think that happens. Uh, That's going to be a highly viewed game. You know, people are going to want to see Illinois show them up. That kind of thing. They need that revenue. So that's that's five games, and then you're looking at uh, one, two, three, four, five. I don't know how to do math. Probably two more non-conference games, and then you play 20 conference games, and you end up with 27 games, I think is how it'll probably yeah. go. Yep. Um, but I'm confused in terms of, like, why does the Big 12 have their conference schedule figured out and the Big 10 can't figure it out? It doesn't seem that hard. I mean, has, it's harder than usual, but... Is is the Big 12 the only conference that has one figured out? Well, I know that Kansas tweeted their conference schedule. And okay. almost the entire schedule. Like, they almost had the whole thing um, on their Twitter post, I saw. Yeah. And I sent you that, that thing about uh, somebody was asking schedulers. I think it was Goodman 
asked schedulers uh, their thoughts, and it was pretty much it's just been a mess um, trying to schedule anything. They've uh, had months, of- and a lot, a lot of people hoping that that a season even happens. It's um, with all with all the work that they've put in. I mean, like they 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 would be very upset if it didn't happen after all this. So considering the leadership you're dealing with, there is a chance that I guess it doesn't happen, but I'd be surprised because uh, I think they have to get a season in and, you know, college basketball can't survive two years in a row without a tournament. Right. So they got to do something and they know that, but I think we will get a schedule in the next 15 days. Um, so I think after we have the schedule, then we'll do our preview podcast, but let's talk about how much the big 10 sucks. I think that's a fair thing to do. Um, <laughs> this conference is a joke. Kevin Warren, it's been a rough year for him, especially with football and stuff. Oh my God. Uh, he's at a rough, I mean, what the hell is the 21 day quarantine rule? Please someone explain me the point of that. Nobody I, else is doing it. it. I don't get Nobody it. Nobody else. And, and like, and that's and that's it's one thing to do it in football where you miss two games or whatever it'd be. Um, in basketball, you're going to miss five six games in twenty at least. I mean, that's that's an underestimation probably. You're probably going to miss more than that. They have to change this. They have to. I mean, there's no way we can go into a basketball season. You test positive, you're out for 21 days. It's ridiculous. It should be 10 or 14. The experts usually say 14 or 10, right? Okay, that's great. What the hell are we doing? 21 days. Why am I not – why am I surprised, I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah, this conference sucks. I mean, seriously, yeah, yeah. It, it makes no sense. Um, Everyone says, listen to these scientists and the experts. This seems like the opposite of that. Oh, we got to be as cautious as possible. 21 days. They, they, they yeah. got to have better rules than that. Right. They got to come up with better protocols. Yeah, when the experts at the CDC or whatever are saying 14 days. I think some they, are saying they think, Yeah, they think 21 um, it's so stupid. Yeah, I, I and it, I don't know how it works. I mean, I've I've heard from friends that you know if you test negative, you have to quarantine longer than people that actually test positive. Um, so I, it's weird. So why weird. can't they just do like you test positive? Are they doing how much testing are they actually doing for basketball? You know, I don't know. I I don't know where they're at with that. Um, they haven't really talked about it yet, but I would assume that they're going to have to do a test before every game, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't see how you could test once a week, a team plays three teams and then you got three team, four teams quarantined out of that. So I would assume, I know that Illinois has, has their rapid saliva test on campus. Um, and I believe that you get those results like within a day, if not quicker. Um, so I, I'm sure that's what Illinois is going to use. Um, it'll be interesting. It's all going to be interesting. I hope they can figure it out, uh, before the next podcast. Cause I, I don't want to go into a season. I mean, I want to have the season, but I don't want to go into a season where it's 21 days. I mean, that's so stupid. It makes no sense to me. I don't think it makes sense to very many people. We ran a poll. Okay. Nine people voted. We ran a poll. <laughs> 
Seventy-two mm-hmm. percent uh, said yes, that it's ridiculous, that it's twenty-one days. Twenty-eight percent, bunch of idiots saying no. I mean, seriously, twenty-eight percent is that one person? One two, or two people? Two people. How, <laughs> I mean, how do you do that? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know it seems it seems extreme. But. Well, you look at football. Trevor Lawrence test positive. Ten days, he's going to be quarantined or whatever. You got to produce a certain amount of negative tests. Then Graham Mertz, the quarterback for Wisconsin, gets it 21 days. I mean, seriously. That's it. Graham 11 Mertz. day difference. I, I think they announced today a bunch of Illinois players tested positive. So that's why I asked Joey about it in the interview that we're going to have. Yeah. I, yeah. Know, I had to get that in there real quick. No, he I didn't. Went silent yeah. for 20 minutes. But hey. <laughs> he, didn't sound like, he didn't sound like it was going to affect anything. So I didn't. Who knows? Well, um, I don't care either way if I'm robbed of Illinois football because it's yeah. unwatchable. Wow. And, it, I mean, it is. It's very, <laughs> very unwatchable. I'd rather watch just about anybody in the – I think I, I enjoyed watching um, who was playing all the games at the beginning of the season before anyone started that we've seen. Like It was like Arkansas State or something. Oh, yeah. One of those, they, I enjoyed watching them more than Illinois because the Illinois football game, it's like <laughs> first play, first down, here we go, next play, fumble. <laughs> 21 nothing. Oh, they recover a fumble for a touchdown. 21 7. We're back. Seven seconds later, 35 7. I mean, that's just. Yeah. Well, like I said, though, I've mentioned this I privately. Get figured out. I've mentioned this privately off the air. It's impossible to have Illinois football and basketball be good in the same year. So if the football team has to take the fall, they have to take the fall. And that's, that's right. also, you know, their talent is not great. And the Big Ten football scene is different. It's run by two schools every year, basically. Yeah. So, but we're not a football podcast, so anyways. I'm never talking about Illinois football again. <laughs> so, um, all right, before we go, upcoming events. How about that? Uh, November 2nd. How about it? We are apparently, which is the day before the election, I'm sure everyone will be nice. And- you can't say apparently when you're the one that scheduled it. We are. Schedule is, you know, all over the place. So you never know. <laughs> uh, Monday, November 2nd. We're going to do a live stream test thing is what it says here. Uh, taking a couple of questions, talking about the current situation in college basketball. Maybe we'll have a schedule by then. I doubt it. Yeah, uh, That'll be on YouTube. Face. I don't know if it's going to be on our podcast, Facebook, or my Facebook. It'll also be on our Twitter at podcast line. You can follow. And we'll uh, then, tweet out the time once we get closer to it. Yeah. Uh, Friday, November. By closer, I mean like probably Sunday, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, which I, I think it'll be around 5 or 6 Central at night or whatever that may be. Sounds good to me. Uh, Friday the 13th, which Uh-oh. I didn't even realize until I read that, uh, would be the plan for the next episode, which would be previewing the season if the schedule's out by the 13th. I don't feel great about that happening, but it might. And then Monday or Tuesday, November 23rd or 24th, one of the two, which is the day, two days before the season, the day of before the season, We'll be live pre final preseason Q and A. So we can take we'll take your questions. Take questions. I know there's gonna be no questions from anybody, but we'll make them up if we have to. Yeah. And, and if you wanna yeah. let me try it. Are okay. we oh gosh. We're recording again. All right. Okay, we're back. I got the okay. I'm gonna redo everything I just said. This is unprofessional. I don't care. Upcoming events, uh, November second. Something 2nd, went wrong with the recording, guys. We're back. Live stream test thing. Uh, we'll go down. Um, I'm rattled, I gotta say. <laughs> Friday the 13th, episode 33. Uh, preview if there's a schedule. 
I don't think there's going to be a schedule by then. Um, Monday or Tuesday, November 23rd or 24th, live preseason Q&A. You can ask questions, all that stuff. I don't even – November 29th will be episode 34, uh, which will be the episode after the multi-team event if that happens. So they should be 3-0 then if they're – if they're anything but 3-0, there's going to be a lot it's of yelling. Easy. Oh. There's going to be a lot of yelling. <laughs> I, I will use every excuse I can for that. So with that, we'll throw it to the interview part, which – Joey Wagner was kind enough to join us in the Herald and Review, covers line eye basketball, all that stuff. Uh, we Tyler just stepped over me and, you know, all that stuff. I didn't let Ethan do anything. So enjoy me interviewing Joey Wagner. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a very uh, informative interview. Very nice to have him on. We really appreciate him coming on. Um, I is. think I think his uh, Twitter is – at Mr. Wagner twenty five or something. There you go. We'll say remember. it. We'll say it again once the interview starts. So. I did. That's like the only thing I said. Uh, so yeah, episode thirty three will be coming in a couple weeks. Live stream thing on Monday. Uh, make sure to rate, like, subscribe to the pod at Podcast Line Eye on Twitter, Facebook dot com. I don't even know if anyone that listens to this has a Facebook. To be honest, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, if you look up Facebook dot. All right, joining us for episode 32, beginning of this, uh, Joey Wagner at Mr. Wagner 25 on Twitter, covers line men's basketball and football for Herald and, Herald and Review. Uh, Joey, how are you? I'm doing good. It's a busy time of the year. We're getting back to kind of getting into full swing of things, but everything's good. How are you guys? Good, good. All right, let's start here. Um, what is going on? We are a basketball podcast, but I just want to ask this real quick. What is going on with the Illini football team in terms of uh, their status right now in terms of COVID and all that? It looks like they're playing. I mean, I haven't heard anything otherwise. Uh, Lovey Smith said they were clean on Wednesday. That's the last official update we've gotten. And I will see, be curious what things look like. And this is really every week, right? What things look like in terms of actives and inactives. A little bit before game time. Interesting. All right, Tyler, go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just uh, doing some things, looking through your Twitter um, and your pin tweet as you uh, taking a five point two mile walk <laughs> with uh, Brad Underwood, and uh, and I don't know if you knew you were going on this walk, but I saw you were wearing a polo <laughs> uh, <laughs> going on this walk. But um, I just you've been around Underwood uh, physically; he seems to be in better shape. Um, and I just wanted to know how he was doing. Um, have you talked to him any other than that? And um, what he what he's thinking about the team and what's going on with scheduling, things like that? Uh, we've talked to him, I think, one one other time since then. I knew I was going on it. I mean, it was my intention. <laughs> okay. But I, I also knew we had a photographer going, and it's like I didn't – I thought about that before I left. I'm like, I don't really know how to dress for this. Yeah. Like, I know there's going to be a picture in the newspaper, so I'm yeah. definitely not trying to. to <laughs> I told look Ethan, like I I'm like, I'm like, he's wearing a polo and some cargo shorts. That doesn't look very comfortable for five points. Oh, it wasn't. Miles. It wasn't even at all. No, it was. It, was uh, it wasn't the best decision I could have made, but I, yeah. I didn't really put as much thought into it as I should sure. have. Just I knew we had a photographer, but man, it's uh, you know, it's really for this program. It's been a, a long way to get to this point. I mean, it was not pretty that first year that Brad right. was there with a roster that wasn't his. I mean, he filled some scholarships. And now, to be fair, he hit on some gems, right? He hit on, 
know, we kept Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams. Those guys have become crucial into yeah, what they're doing. Instrumental, here. absolutely. But, I mean, it, even that second year, the most loss in program history, it's like, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? And Io comes back and you get Kofi and suddenly, I mean, really to be fair, even that second year in Io, when Io was a freshman, you could see some signs, right? I mean, they, that the Michigan State game, if I'm remembering correctly with my years, they went to Ohio State and won. And you're like, well, this is something. I mean, this yeah. is definitely something. And last year was obviously the breakthrough cut off way too short, but this this, every program goes at it differently. What Brad wanted to do and what he's done is establish this culture. He's talked about it at length. He knows he's talked about it at length. He should. It was a sure. great deal of what he was doing. But I think there's so much pride, and not only from him, but from the players, to get to this point and to understand what the road was like to get here. And and like Brad said when we were walking, like, we haven't done anything yet. I mean, right. they really haven't, right? They Came close to winning the Big Ten regular season last year. They were down to the final week. That's a good accomplishment. Something great to put under your belt as you're putting this forward. But the tournament was canceled. They couldn't really show. I mean, they thought they were red hot going into that thing. They had a deep run planned. That didn't happen. So, I mean, it's not like this program is like, oh, my gosh, let's pencil them in for everything for yes. the foreseeable future. But there, there is an appreciation of where it was and how this season was kind of built. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, like you said, they haven't proved anything yet. And I know that Underwood has kind of been pushing that um, to let people, you know, kind of, I know there's a big fire burning, but we got to pump the brakes a little bit. So, um, you know, you like to hear that from a leader too, um, not to get ahead of where we need to be. Um, so, uh, also, uh, you had a, had a nice little article about DeMonte. You've kind of mentioned him there. Um, have you been to any practices? I don't know if that, what they're allowing now. Um, have you seen his game lately? I know that towards the end of the season last year, his shot was looking better. Um, he seemed more confident. Um, have you seen anything about him being maybe more of a scorer than just a defensive presence? Oh, we've been locked out. I mean, I – okay. Sure. <laughs> launch code to get into other <laughs> I, I wondered, yeah. I, I kind of figured that's how it was. I, I mean, you nailed it, though. He was he was probably, frankly, in those last three or four games last year, their best three-point shooting threat. I mean, he yeah. was knocking them down. And I, I so before I came to Decatur, I was in Pekin. And I, was, I jumped on board, I guess, to cover their state. When DeMonte was at Peoria Manual. Mm -hmm. His junior year, they went to state. And I thought, well, we don't really have anything else going. It's a half hour away. I'll, I'll go check it out and, and head over there. And, I mean, DeMonte in high school was just a different level. And I, I understand the, the gap between the high school high school and the Big Ten, but the guy could right. score. I mean, there, yeah. it's not like he has always been this defensive guy who just struggles to score the ball. He could really score. And it's, if he's had just a really interesting journey, too. Remember, he was coming off as a freshman, that ACL, ACL injury. ACL, yeah, absolutely. Figuring his way back. And, I mean, to his credit, you look at, you know, they talk about roles. And, you know, the roles seem to be understood last week – or last year, excuse me. And mm -hmm. now it's like, well, I mean, if that's DeMonte's role, there's obviously enough firepower around him. But there's no doubt if he can get scoring – it's yeah. just another dimension. I don't yeah. think it's an added. I think it's just another issue for teams. And yeah, and it's not like Illinois doesn't have other scorers, um, even if that is what he does. Is but it was so nice having him last towards the end of the season last year, where 
where defensives defenses had to worry about him more. Um, and so I think have you know, if he can build on that and uh, keep that going, that would be great for the team. Um, you also had a, had a little thing about him and Adam Miller have gotten pretty close. Um, is this, is this just kind of DeMonte's personality? Is, does he get real close with everybody? I mean, he just seems like one of those guys that, you know, everybody wants to be friends with. Um, John Rothstein just put out that he was in his top 10 glue guys. Um, and, and I think that's huge to have guys like that. We had Andre Felice who kind of was in that role last year. Um, and is this just how DeMonte is, um, with everybody or is his and Adam Miller's a little bit different than the rest of the teams? Well, DeMonte, it's hard for, it's probably hard for people to understand. He, I don't think the, the doing media is DeMonte's thing. He does sure. it, but I just don't know that that's, so it's kind of hard to display his personality for us to display his personality because it's just it's just not really and that's fine there's guys who are who absolutely it's fine uh, but demonte if you look around if you're watching before a game if you're there which i don't mm-hmm. know what that's gonna look like this year <laughs> yeah, right he is always laughing he's cracking jokes right and he I always hear, seems like that guy definitely yeah i mean he, he's a, i mean everybody knows georgie to be that right we all see mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. doing georgie things but and DeMonte, he does it in the public more you know in, in interviews and stuff like you said demonte doesn't do that so much so right but he, he's definitely that type of the thing with demonte and adam is they were both in peoria together so before adam went to morgan park he was at peoria manual Okay. So the year DeMonte went to state as a junior, I got back and I heard, man, there's this eighth grader and those kids are all juniors. And now you bring in this kid who next year, this Adam Miller kid, who's going to be a freshman. And oh my gosh, how does Manuel not repeat? And you're like, well, that, that adds up. I mean, that's <laughs> sure. a really good team. And you put it, you know, who we're told is a star out, you know, in there and it's going to be something else. So obviously DeMonte gets hurt at his senior year. Adam plays one year at Manuel and goes to Morgan Park in Chicago. But those guys grew up together. I mean, they, they're close. I mean, they have been close for a long time. They remained close. It sounds like when Adam was in Chicago, DeMonte was in Champaign. They train with the David Williams in the off season. He's got uh, in Havana. I mean, Havana is just the smallest town you could even imagine, but there's this little gym mm-hmm. there and they go in there and they just, I mean, it, they work David Williams. I, I believe he was an assistant a high school assistant coach at some point. If he's not still, and those guys really crafted that together with each other. And, I mean, it's, it's a really strong bond. So, while DeMonte does have that with what it looks to me like everybody, I mean, everybody's yeah. laughing with DeMonte every time I look up. Sure. Him and Adam go back quite a ways. Way, okay. All right. That makes more sense. You think that DeMonte played a big role in Adam Miller wanting to stay here then? Um, we, we, I chance. mean, I don't. We asked about that. I mean, I will say when Adam was on his official, DeMonte was, you know, they came to a football game, if I'm remembering correctly, and DeMonte was there. I mean, and, and some of that could have just been like, hey, this has been my friend for 10 years. Or sure, long, sure. And, and you know, I want him to be around. So, I mean, I, I don't know that it hurt. And I certainly can't imagine yeah. that it hurt, right? But I, I don't know right. exactly how much DeMonte put his foot on the gas. And, you know, maybe we'll never know. I, I yeah, know. yeah. I can't imagine it hurt. And, I mean, he's been in that position. You, you don't want to be the guy – forcing somebody to come because you're there things like that you got to let the process work how it does so um but um you also had another uh really good article about coach underwood and being able to spend more time with tyler during all this pandemic lockdown stuff um and and i saw in there tyler definitely wants to get into coaching 
And he did announce that he's going to come back for his sixth year this year. Um, kind of seems like as of right now, he is kind of like another coach on the bench. Um, kind of how he helped with the defense last year and, you know, the plays like that. Do you see Tyler coming back to work with his dad? Do you see him moving on to somewhere else? Do you have any insight into that by chance? I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I would think at some point you got to, if, if you're Brad, maybe you're hoping you let your kid fly a little bit. Sure, right? absolutely. And Tyler, he, Tyler has a lot of input at practice, Brad said. I mean, Tyler will come up and say, hey, and to be fair, it sounds like there's a lot of open dialogue at practice. I wouldn't just say, well, Tyler, if Tyler wants to do it, he can do it. That's, that's not the case. But, you know, there, there's a dialogue where Tyler will say, hey, what if we tried this? Yeah. Or what if we tried this to counter this? And he's a smart kid. And sometimes Brad's just like, no, dude, that's not <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and he just has to, on. Yeah. Has to step in and yeah. Yep. Uh, but I, I think the more, and Brad has learned from so many people too. Remember, he's worked under Frank Martin and, and yeah. you know, him and Bob Huggins are close. And there's so many different people Brad's learned from. I think he knows the value of, you know, if there's an opportunity for Tyler to be a GA somewhere or to, you know, get a chance to learn from different people and, and continuously you know, right. kind of update his lexicon here. I think that that's something they'd be interested in. And to be truthful, that may have already been the case this year had it not been for a once-in-a-century pandemic, and there just frankly weren't a lot of coaching moves around. Yeah. And it's, it's expensive to do that, and expenses are not the thing in college athletics right now. <laughs> right. So right. I, I think that would have been the case. But you look at those two. I, I was just enamored by it when Brad and I were talking because recruiting doesn't stop. Brad's on the road. Brad's coaching. He's practicing. I mean, it's it's just go, go, go. And then all of a sudden that going stops mm-hmm. and you're at home and, and suddenly your college son who has friends, he's got his own life. He's a basketball player. Well, I mean, you're asked to stay away from people and sure. to have that time together with each other in you know, quarantine, basically. That really hasn't happened for a while, I don't think. And right. Tyler touched on it last year for senior day and you know, kind of talked about the journey with Brad to get here and what it was like growing up, the son of a basketball coach. And there's obviously not a lot of people in this country who know what that's like, right? I right, mean, it's right. with a child of a basketball coach even. So yeah, yeah it's definitely, just, uh, definitely not at that level. I mean, yeah. right, right. It's so it's, uh, it, I, thought, I just thought it was cool that they had that chance when literally everything around has just not been good for seven yeah. months. And for them to yeah. have that opportunity, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, sounds awesome. Um, just got a couple more things. Uh, my buddy, the, Ethan, the other guy that's on here with us, um, he's dying for a schedule to come out. Do you think <laughs> we'll see a schedule anytime soon? Um, I mean, I, I keep thinking, I keep wondering <laughs> that. I mean, obviously the Duke game, that was big news. And they yeah, announced that. Right. Which was and they announced the date too, which, I mean – Surprised me because there was talk of, of like league restrict, like only playing in your league. Um, and so maybe that's out the door now that they're scheduling these other things, or maybe they'll revert back to that. I, I mean, everything seems to be up in the air right now. It's a mess, right? I mean, and remember, there's still a report out there that they're going to host a multi team event. Right. So that's and, three more games. So now you're at four, and if there's 27 games going, yeah. If the Big Ten's still 20, you got three to mess with. I mean, I keep looking down at the calendar. I'm like, okay, well, we're less than a month away here. At some point, <laughs> they got to be telling us something, right? Yeah. Know what's going on? So, I mean, yeah. I, you would think in the next few weeks, but yeah, no, I, mean, I don't. I, 
I don't know how confident. Nobody really knows, right? Okay. All right. That's kind of what I was wondering if, yeah, everyone's, if you had uh, any to, clue. <laughs> but. As we piece it together, there are ways where you can look at it and say, okay, well, we're kind of running out of open dates here, right? Sure. If the Big Ten is, in fact, 20 games, which, again, that's not particularly clear. So right. it's uh, right. I don't really envy anybody trying to piece this thing together, and certainly us as we try to follow this. Yeah, yeah. Um, last thing, I just kind of – I know we're Illini basketball podcast, but um, we do live in the state of Illinois. Um, IHSA just announced two days ago that they are moving forward with a basketball season. Pritzker is against it, wanted to move it to spring. Um, do you see high school basketball being played in Illinois this winter? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I, saw, I saw you just posted that Decatur Public Schools um, aren't, aren't going to have it. I mean, pretty much. As long much. as they're doing virtual right. learning, um, they won't. I assume that 186 here in Springfield, um, they're all virtual, so they're not going to do it. I saw Chicago Public said they're not going to do it. Um, they kind of just kind of put the pressure. It seemed like IHSA took the pressure off themselves and put it on all these schools and these school boards to say, hey, we're going to offer it, but, you know, it's it's on you now. So Yeah, it's that's exactly it. And you know, the day after that happens, or maybe the day of, uh, every day is a blur at this point, but Pritzker at his <laughs> press conference used the word liability. And I think right, right. there that sent up alarms and every yep. – yeah, and my 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 brother, he's an AD at a school. He's the just became the girls' basketball coach. So he's, you know, he's wants it wants it, but he's worried that you know the liability, as they say, is going to be the problem. So there's so much, there's so many layers between that and the state board of education is citing with the Illinois Department of Public Health and the governor's office. So there's a lot, there's so many different layers, and I'm wondering if. I mean, we're watching a, a, basically a fight play out publicly here, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's effectively what we've really boiled this thing down to. And is someone going to blink? I mean, we're kind of running out of time here for that to, to happen. Right. So at some point, either one of these two entities have to say, you know what, I, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with your side. Or the school boards have a big decision to make here in the next two weeks. Yeah, if this is going to happen. I mean, I yeah, and they've been making big decision after big decision during throughout this all. So it's just another thing to put on all these you know small towns that are feeling pressure from parents anyways to get in school. And so um, best of luck to them, I guess. Um, uh, class, I saw that uh, Jeremy Fears Jr. is transferring to Indi Indiana. La Lumiere. Do you see other kids doing that, or do you see more like uh, travel programs? I've seen a lot of people say, "Hey, we're going to put a travel team together, go to Iowa and play." Um, That's exactly right. I, I think those are the, really the two options, and yeah. you got to wonder if you know, it, will there be some school districts? That, I mean, let's look at a county, or you know, I guess what the, the buzzwords are regions, right? So if there's mm -hmm. schools in a region that aren't, but they are, I mean, are there? Are we going to see transfers in the immediate vicinity? Are they going to be broader? Yeah. Are you going to see teams that are more border in border cities? You know, as you get closer to Indiana, Iowa, Wisconsin, say, you know what? We're just going to put together a travel team, yeah. and we're going to leave it every leave every weekend. And we'll catch you later. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I think that's really probably the scariest proponent of this. If you're a fan of the IHSA and if you're a fan of all of this. Because I think it's really hard to put that cat back in the bag once, once it, that, and that's, that road is going down. 
one of my friends, you know, we got a group message with all my buddies and he said, he goes, my biggest fear is the way it's going is there just won't be high school sports anymore. Um, you know, that sense of your school pride and all that is just going to be out the door. Um, the farther they keep doing this or the longer they keep doing this. Um, if, so, they, if it's moved to the spring, you know, that's another confusion, confusing yeah, point, right? I mean, yeah, because football's supposed to be then. and it, It's know. every sport. It, yeah. It's almost every sport. You're looking at eight yeah. sports, nine sports, whatever it is, playing the spring, and our right. kid's going to have to decide. And then again, if, if the IHSA is not sanctioning a spring basketball season, which it clearly sounds to me like they're not if they're playing in the winter, there's no state series on the other end of this, whether it be just a regional or just right. a section. And, and that's why, I mean, that's why kids play, I feel, is, is to be – a, a chance to be the, the best best in the state. I mean, that's, that's Can you why get exposure play. elsewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, do you play football? It, it's, right. I, I keep coming back to, I, I believe somebody's got to blink at some point. And yeah. There's got to be a, some sort of compromise made before we get to this point of complete and total chaos or more complete and total chaos, but who's going to do it? And am I just wrong? Is, is this just going to be yeah. what it is? Well, is yeah. School, well, I mean, we'll, 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 yeah, moving forward, will we even have high school, you know, sports anymore? That's that's the scary part, I think. But um, uh, last thing, I just saw uh, you went up to the Wisconsin game, um, so you got to go up to, and watch that uh, the football game. And uh, you were heading back and thought you were still in Wisconsin <laughs> or something. Um, tried to buy some spotted cow. Uh, just wanted to say, great beer choice, sir. Um, uh, spotted cow is fantastic. I'm sorry that you weren't able to get any that day. So. Well, it's my own fault. I, I tried <laughs> to put it off by leaving, and I, it was South uh, Beloit is literally, I think, half in Illinois, half Wisconsin. I'm, I'm making that yeah. up. It's literally right in there. <laughs> right so, well, it's Beloit is Wisconsin, so South Beloit must still be Wisconsin. <laughs> it's got and it. I didn't find any, and I certainly uh, wasn't going to turn around on a couple hours. Go back, yeah. Well, Joey, I really appreciate you coming on today. Um, we're kind of trying to grow this thing that we have going on here and uh, having, having people like you um, with your insight coming on really helps us out. So thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. to. Hey, whatever you guys need, today. man, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. You have a good day. All right, y'all take care. Thanks.